Calling podcast. This is your host, Amanda Nafash. And today I am joined by Jason Noto, the owner of an illustration and design studio in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Jason. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for being here. Um, so I guess we'll just start really broad. Can we just start with what exactly it is that you do with your um, business? Um, we are an illustration design studio that primarily works in a lot of youth market stuff from skateboarding, music packaging, silkscreen posters, t-shirt designs. We work with apparel companies, all kinds of stuff. Cool. Ad, ad agencies, all kinds of stuff like that. When did you, when did this business start? Uh, we officially started it in 2002. So we're coming up on our 20th year. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so tell me about how, since you've been in the industry for a long time, obviously, tell me about how you got into this and how like sort of your work and your art has evolved. Um, well, for me, it started all pretty much um, in 1995. Oh, I went to college for art school, for one, and that okay. was in Brooklyn, New York at Pratt Institute, which is kind of where it starts, where I started getting involved in art. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I moved to San Francisco, California, and I got a job at a skateboard company inside in their art department. And that's where I started doing skateboard graphics and meeting a lot of people that were like me, that were into skateboarding and art and graffiti and all these things that were happening at that time in the 90s. And I, uh, that's where I met my business partner, Doug, who was also in the art department. And we pretty much hit it off and we liked each other, liked what we were doing, inspired each other a lot. And we eventually, he left the company, eventually I left the company. Um, a couple of years later, I met my wife in California. She wanted to move to New York City. We moved back to New York City and I was talking to Doug the whole time on the phone. We do freelance stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, while I was in New York City, I worked for Def Jam Records as their art director. Um, awesome. That was the first job I got living in New York City. And then I quit there and started to go on my own doing freelance. And the first freelance job I got on my own was doing the Eminem, uh, the rapper Eminem, doing his album artwork. Wow, that's so cool. And so um, while in the music industry, I met a lot of people in that world and doing things. So I started doing more freelance and that's when Doug, um, we decided to start the company and he moved to New York City to uh, start the business and we got a studio and all those fun things and it kind of goes from there and since then we pretty much have made our money in the music industry doing album covers and like I said stuff like that. That's so cool. So is there a moment in time I always ask people this is there a moment in time that you always remember where you were like this feels like I'm successful like your first moment? Um, you know, I think at some point when you start doing these big names, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of big names and like I do all the Foo Fighters artwork and Eminem and LL Cool J and Kanye West and I've done a lot of their album covers. Mm -hmm. um, there's moments where I get to fly and meet them in their homes and see them in their more intimate moments and I wow. realize like, this is not, as, not the most common thing in the world to be a part of and it's yeah. definitely interesting and they meet a lot of great people, a lot of not so great people. Yeah. Um, but overall, my experience has been great and it's been great to me. Um, I think that actually over all the years, the one thing that we accomplished this year, we won a Grammy. Um, That's we so amazing. Grammy for best music package design of the year. And that was an honor that we had been shooting for for years. And it was nice to finally 20 years later get it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's ever been a moment. I think for me, the thing we've always said as a company is it's been, we've been really happy being a small business and being able to succeed over all the years to all the good times and bad times. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do on your own, a small business nowadays, because everything's expensive, especially in New York. Mm -hmm. But we are fortunate that we'd be able to create our own lifestyle. And that's what's been the thing that's most important to us, to 
do it our way and not have to follow the rules of everybody else's traditional job sense. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like what, as soon as I kind of um, saw a little bit about uh, what you do, um, for those listening, um, my mom and Jason have actually known each other since high school. So that's, that's how um, I found this connection. Um, and I didn't know much about what you did before, but I, I do remember her just like sprinkling in random facts, especially when I, when I was um, a teenager and I was into Eminem. I do remember, <laughs> I do remember that, that coming up. Um, but what's uh, really awesome to hear you talk about like staying a small business and like really keeping that, um, that's something that I, it's so, so important to me um, running my own small business. I am a career coach and a small business coach and uh, there's so much more um, heart that goes into things when it's, when it's yours, uh, when it's like your baby and you can, when you can keep that and stay successful and still grow to the level that you have, that's just really amazing. And that's awesome. Yeah. I always say that for us, at least the key for me has been community and I'll, I can pretty much connect almost every job we've ever gotten to somebody I know yeah. that also has a small business or I used to work with, there was a photographer or an illustrator or a painter, um, a fine artist, a muralist, and all these people that I know I've connected through all the years and that I've created a community from all the people I met in San Francisco and California to then the people in New York. Um, that community, that artist community has really, really been great to us because it's always connected me in some way to another job or you know, introducing me to somebody or um, it's been, that's been the lifeline to our company. And I, I still believe that to this day that a lot of the jobs we get to this day are people that I can connect to. I can, I'm two degrees separated from them. So it's a, that's really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, you mentioned that there were like so many influential people that you've worked with. Do you have a favorite or a story that you like to tell? Um, you know, I think in the more recent years, I mean, I have a lot of crazy, interesting stories related to some of these artists that are not related to the art side of it, but I've had, you know, experiences with them that are funny. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say on the more artistic side, there was a band called the Queens of the Stone Age that we started working with that we liked their music. Um, they're the guys that we connected me, that we won the Grammy with. Um, they've been inspiring. We like who they are. They treat us really well. Um, the Foo Fighters treat us very well as well. They've for repeat customers, we've done probably four, four record covers for them. Um, but, you know, I think the, the story for us has pretty much been for me and Doug, the two of us, you know, again, continuing the business and every year getting through it and figuring it out and still learning. I'm 50 years old. I'm still learning. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever totally figure it out. Yeah. At least when you're at, like us, you know, we're not, I'm not the most traditional. Like I wasn't a big student in high school and mm -hmm. I wasn't even supposed to go to college. I went to go to art school and it was like, you know, and so I think that everyone somehow finds their path in life. And I even tell my kids the same thing. It's like, you'll find your path and everyone's path is a little different. And, and that's okay. That's that, that's the good part. That's the fun part about it. It's not so much, you know, how successful you are, what you do, but are you enjoying that path as you're taking it? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I could just insane stories with rock stars that they things they do are unbelievable you know <laughs> so yeah so when you say you said like people would fly you to their homes to work on their album art well then usually it would start off with like you would get hired for a job we'd have a we'd get you're up against a group of people trying to get the job itself and then from there we usually had at that point we had portfolios you would send to them everything was online but it used mm -hmm. to be you'd mail them a portfolio of all your work you've done and they would either see something you did in the past or if they haven't, you would send them all your samples of your work. Mm -hmm. If they liked you, they would then fly you to wherever they were. Most of the time they were in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they were visiting New York, but most of those groups are a lot of times in Los Angeles. We'd fly to Los Angeles, meet with the group, go to dinner, 
um, kind of talk about concepts, talk about things that they were interested in, talk about the record, maybe go to the studio, listen to the music that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we spend more time with them. Sometimes it'd be short. Sometimes it'd be long. Sometimes we've been a week with them. Sometimes we spend only an hour with them. Mm. Um, and then from that point, we would go back to our studio and we'd concept on ideas on building off of things they've said to us, but also giving them ideas of what we think would look good for the record cover. Um, and then that process usually acts like from beginning to end would be about three months working okay. on the record. Some are longer, some are shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes they're flying into New York for David Letterman. You meet them there. Like it's always has this moving around kind of going somewhere where they are. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of almost a part of the band when, when they're, when you're working on their project, you almost come a part of them and you're with yeah. them a lot more often where you're showing them things. And obviously things have changed now with COVID and the Zoom calls and you have so many other ways of doing it. But in the yeah. years in the past, it was going to meet them and there was budgets and there's money and, you know. Um, but, but yeah, and that's usually the process until basically that record comes out. And then when they go on tour, you go see them in concert and say hi backstage. And then they say, hey, what's up? You know, like that's some crazy. people I'm still friends to this day and they know my family and others that's very businesslike and, they don't know, wouldn't pass me. If they walk by me, they wouldn't recognize me. So it's, yeah. it's, it varies on level of your relationship with the actual artist. Wow. So schedule wise, like you, you mentioned that you have a family and also that you spend like so much quality time with people as you're working on their projects. Um, how does that work with just like maintaining that work-life balance? Um, and and what, I guess like, what does that work-life balance look like? You froze. Hold on. <laughs> froze. Okay. Okay. Over there. <laughs> All right. So you're saying? Um, so I was just saying, as as you talked about having um, having a family and also having this schedule that was kind of um, changing based on who you were working with. What what did that work life balance look like over the years? Yeah, I mean, in my younger years, it was like I would work till crazy hours and, you know, my kids were little and, you know, I, you know, I was doing this all long before kids, obviously. So it was like, that lifestyle was different. I was always in my studio and we were working till three in the morning and hanging out and we'd go out after that. And there was like a whole lifestyle that went with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, now I pretty much keep like, a, I'm pretty much like, I'm a, I go to work at like 11 and I come home by like seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, to me, like I try to get it all done when I can, and I've gotten better at managing that. But when there's days with deadlines and things got to get done, you get you take care of it. But I think most people, for the most respect, kind of respect your time frame. And I think as you get older, you're not I'm not willing to do that. So it's like yeah. I've, I've changed as well. You know, I think when I was younger, I was way more ambitious. Now I'm kind of a little more grumpy and like, nah, I'm not doing that. You know? <laughs> well, you've also like reached a level where you your work speaks for itself now. I mean, sure, 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 sure. I mean, we, we set the expectations is basically the better way to say it, where I think mm-hmm. during the earlier years, we would kind of just say whatever it takes, where now we set the expectations and we kind of control it more than we let the, the businesses that are hiring us control it. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, but money, money, money always helps. You know, if you're making a lot of money on a job, you kind of tend to bend more. If it's not as paying a job, you're like, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that getting a Grammy was like a huge goal. Um, do you have a goal for what you guys want to hit next? Um, yeah, I mean, we want to be able to ride this out to the end. But I think that our goal moving forward is to keep it moving. You know, we we kind of take it year by year. And I think that our goal is to continue it, keeping it rolling. And 
Um, we've been doing a lot more animation lately. Uh, we just did a, two animations for Vans uh, sneakers. Um, we're doing an animation for a beer company right now. I think it's, we're kind of moving into other areas. We have mm -hmm. always adapted some fine art and doing some gallery stuff and painting more and we were doing murals for a while. And so I think that we're constantly trying to just challenge ourselves to keep it, keep it interesting, keep it fun. Mm -hmm. And if I can ride this till retirement, it'd be hilarious. Awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we'll see. I don't see why not, you know? Yeah. Do, um, do any of your kids follow a pa your passion for art? Yeah, my son not so much, but my daughter is into it. My daughter goes to an art high school in Manhattan. Um, awesome. Where she wants to do also do illustration and painting. Um, but, you know, she's going to follow her own path as well. I don't know if that'll be her final goal. But as of now, she goes to a really incredible art school in Manhattan that is, offers way more than I had in high school. I mean, it's incredible what they have now. Yeah, it's so true. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure location helps. <laughs> New yeah, York City, yeah, you can yeah. really, you can really get yeah, into artsy stuff. Like a small, small town in New Jersey compared to New York City. Sure, you're going to get a different high school experience. You know? mm -hmm. um, so we've talked about uh, sort of like the other industries that you're already in. Um, as far as musicians, is there anybody that like you always wanted to work with and you got to or you still want to work with and haven't yet? Um, I think maybe Queens of Stone Age is one that I liked. I'm glad we did, but I don't know if there's anything on that, that, that you know, probably a lot of the artists that I would like to work with are kind of long gone, but I don't know if there's anything in particular that has come up that's been the big thing for us that I would like say I have to go after and want. Yeah. Um, also, music has changed a lot for us. We don't do as much as we were over the years. Um, mm -hmm. We're now kind of venturing into other things. And those are kind of the more exciting things to me than the music side of it. I feel yeah. like, you know, probably have done, I don't know for sure, but I would guess we've done well over 100 album covers. And so maybe more than that, but we've done well over 100 album covers. And at some point you're kind of like ready to graduate to the next thing. And I think it kind of gracefully actually did it for us because music had changed and the budgets weren't there the same and the, the artists were changing and the vibe was changing and online things started happening. And mp3s and all these things were going on but um but as a studio i think we're more excited now by like i said like the animations and doing like just other things for other companies we've been doing more skateboard stuff going back to some of our roots of skateboarding mm -hmm. and that's been fun to do again because when i was doing skateboards in the early 90s i burnt out on that and then i took a break and here we are now doing it again so it's nice to go back to doing more of that again because that's really the core of really we are as a company is really rooted in like skateboarding and that kind of lifestyle so yeah Okay. So, um, as far, since you mentioned burnout, that just made me think, cause I have a lot of, I mean, I'm a musician myself. Um, I'm a singer. I sang in like my high school choir and, uh, I have a lot of people around me who are musicians and just like I, and artists in a bunch of mediums and pretty much everybody talks about like having, going through creative, um, spells like ups and downs. Um, and so yeah. working, working with your art full time, do you ever go through periods where you're just like stuck? Yeah, I think it's common for most artists to kind of have those moments. And I also think that a lot of artists, there's some artists out there that have to constantly work. There's others artists that need to have that moment of break yeah. to kind of rebuild and kind of almost refigure out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Doug and I both have those moments where we go to the studio and we just talk. Mm -hmm. we, we kind of talk about what we got going on and talk about things that inspire us because that's, you know, I think it's normal. I think that's a part of the creative process is going in and out of those moments of being really active or being really, really motivated or being really creative. 
one thing that we don't have the option of is that it's our living. So as a commercial studio, we need to constantly have it, we have to somehow be on. And we have had good days and bad days. Like, I would be a liar to sit here and say that everything we ever made was great. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, you have to perform. You have to perform on the spot when you're a commercial artist. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to our personal work, which we still do a lot of personal work, um, we, you know, we go in and out of like, what inspires us, what gets us going. I think the big thing is that when you have a partner that you work with, like Doug and I, mm-hmm. we, when one is down, the other one's up. So you're able to kind of pick each other up and kind of push each other and kind of make it work. Um, but sometimes when you do it on your own and by yourself, maybe that's where it's a little more of a struggle when you go through these slumps because you don't have that person next to you who understands everything you're going through. Yeah. You know, Doug is kind of like a brother of mine. I've been with him for so long creatively that we know what we're each other are thinking. So we can kind of like get ourselves through those moments. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. It's, it's really impressive to see people be business partners for that long um, and still be able to speak nicely about one another. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, that's the first thing people ask us, like, how did you do? I mean, I've known Doug, we've been working with each other since 1995. We started the business fishing in 2002. But I mean, we, you know, we both have, have egos. You know, we're both kind of know our role in it. We both mm-hmm. know who's better at certain things, who's better at other things. We know how to delegate that kind of time and work and um, we trust each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if one feels strongly about something, most of the time we pretty much agree with everything, but if one feels strongly about something, we usually kind of one of us will kind of give us like, okay, whatever, I trust you and you got this, you know? And, you know, I think when you drop egos, a lot of things are possible. When people got egos, that seems to be the, the fault of all things, you know, whether it be a band breaking up or whether it's a, you got to let to, you got to believe in the person you're around. And if you don't believe in the person you're around in the first place, you probably shouldn't have been with them, you know? So mm-hmm. that's in all kinds of relationships in life, you know? So, you know, I think that, I don't know. It just works. We don't, we don't, you know, we're like best friends. So it's like, it's just hang out. All, it's nothing like working all day with your best friend. You know, we, yeah. joke. we have our own inside jokes, you know, Yeah. our, our wives, our wives laugh because we're, we're, I'm with him more than I am my wife. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. That's so, that's so nice to hear though. Um, and thank you for sharing that because I like to, I like to ask these questions because we have a really various, um, a, a varied crowd of listeners on the inner calling podcast. So what I do, I work with, um, I work with adolescents in the post high school planning stage. Um, I also work with adults who are in career transition stages. Um, so I have people of all ages that, that kind of tune in to my podcast. And um, I also encourage people to listen who are sort of just trying to figure it out. Like either they're in the beginning of starting their own business and maybe they need a little inspiration or they have no idea what they want to do. And so I like to, I like to highlight, especially people who do things that are um, sort of off the cuff, especially for our high school students who are hearing, you know, very um, like they have to fit into a box. They're hearing like five very specific options that don't really sound appealing to them. I like to, I like to show them that there's just so many options that maybe your high school isn't going to show you, but um, there are plenty of ways to find it outside of school. The one thing I always say, it's, you know, we've talked to a lot of kids. We've done a lot of classes. I've done some, we've done some small teaching. We've done some like a lot of like motivational talking or like at art stools and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, what's hard is that like when I was in high school, is interesting. And like, this was a long time ago, but when I was in high school, it was like, I was drawing in my bedroom and doing things, but I never really thought that it was possible to do it for a living. And that was mainly because you see these things that are out there and you think it's, just, that's over there. Like I can't accomplish that. Like that's not what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, all of a sudden something clicks and you realize you can do it. For me, it was like punk rock music. Like I had got introduced to punk rock music and 
I started seeing all these people doing things themselves. They were making their own records. They were making their own zines. They were making their own posters. And these were kids just making things so they wanted to make them. It didn't have to be great, but they made them and they weren't scared. The minute you get rid of fear, you're, you knock down so many doors. You can't be scared to fail. And, yeah. so, and, and so for me, the minute I saw that, that's when the possibilities, it, a light bulb went off in my head, like, well, why can't I do this? And, it, and if I never would have thought that way, and if I would have allowed maybe even the people around you think like, oh, you'll never do that, or you'll never, then you don't take chances. So that's the big thing I always say is that you have to be willing to take a chance. You have to be not scared to fail. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with that. The whole point is giving something a shot. And I'm the first example. I was definitely not, I didn't even take an SAT in high school. So it was like, you know, you find your path. And that was the way I found mine. Mine would be different than someone else's that got to the same place as mine, as me. But it's like, I think you have to see it and believe it. And I think it's hard for young people because when they're in their bedrooms and their kids, all you know is the little small world you're in. You don't realize that there's an entire huge world out there of things happening. Mm-hmm. You gotta find people like you. And so that's what it is. When I went to the skateboard company, I found a, a tribe of people that were just like me, you know, kind of a little bit messed up, rough around the edges, but they're into art and were making things and being creative. And maybe they weren't the best students and they weren't the perfect, but they figured their way through it. And we were fortunate enough that that world got kind of popular. Yeah. And then people started looking at it. And so, and then it was like, oh, wow, now you care what I'm doing, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think you should believe in what you're doing. And if you believe in what you're doing, you'll, you'll, you'll find your way to it, you know, and that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. So um, for myself and for everyone listening, how can we see all of the work that you've done? Where can we look for it? Uh, our Instagram is probably the best place. It's Morning Breath Inc. Okay. Um, we also have a website, www.morningbreathinc.com. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, that's it. We pretty much keep our Instagram up to date as much as we can. Um, and that's how we get contact most of the time now. It's interesting. It used to be websites. Now we don't even care about the website. It's all about Instagram. So. It's all about Instagram these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you listening, I'm going to link all of the contact information in the bio. on Spot- It'll be on Spotify and it'll also be in the Instagram bio. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Jason. It was really nice learning about your career and how many amazing things you've accomplished. Thank you very much. It was uh, a pleasure, and I, and I really appreciate what you're doing, and I, and I believe in it, so I'm, I'm super stoked that you're doing it. Oh, thank you so much. For those of you listening, um, this has been another episode of the Inner Calling Podcast, and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.